0: Welcome everybody to the Real Thrills Podcast. I am Jay here with Eric as always. It is episode 15 and we are doing The Predator.
1: Yes, we are. And this will be the last episode of our season, season one. Season one. Yes. Yeah, we're
0: gonna, we, you know, we, we've are we been away for a while, four or five weeks. I We apologize. But what I did hear is that we got a couple new listeners, a couple people I work with, Rachel and Rob. Giving you a shout out. Thank you for listening. They they approached me at work one day. I guess a guy just we're talking about it at lunch, and uh, we got some new listeners. So awesome. We're kind of getting out there. More feedback. More shout outs to all you people. So go ahead, Eric. Have people shout out to you, and 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 you can you can post their names on here, man.
1: My inbox is clear. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, yeah. I I also received some uh, some good feedback. they they enjoy our um, laid back kind of approach to the whole thing. We're not you know we're not coming at it as movie snobs, but we're we're dropping some facts, we're dropping some truths, and we are having um, fun, man. We're doing we're doing great films. We're picking we're picking some some oh, real winners. So all good feedback. And so the episode we're doing today, right, is uh, it's kind of perfect timing because we just came off of the thing. Yes. Which,
0: which this movie pretty much is the thing on steroids.
1: Literally, like, it's the thing on steroids. Yes. and uh,
0: cocoa butter.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of talked about this. Um, you know, we, we doing the thing last week, um, we were kind of inspired, and I think we were like, we got to do Predator, because it kind of very reminiscent. Um, and actually watching Predator again, you can see... In some situations, scene by scene or, you know, character development wise or the group of, of guys. The soundtrack,
0: of, the way that the tension was being built, the fear in their eyes at points. Yeah, man. It, it had all the elements. Yeah. You,
1: you can tell like maybe this is some form of influence. And that's why I think we're drawing the parallel to calling this a horror film. Yes. Right. Because. We will be the first if we're not. Yeah. They're. they're there We're are definitely not scary elements in <laughs> yes. this film. We are being hunted in the jungle by an alien, by an alien for fun, for fun. So we think, who knows what the predator does for fun? Yeah, we, we, we have some questions about that for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, it could
0: be this, or he's just doing this because he has to. This is his mission. We don't know. We, you know, we kind of talked
1: about it. Like, we don't know what the hell this thing is doing here, right? Yeah, it could be jerking off in the trees for all we know. <laughs> You yeah, know, it's, it's camouflage. So <laughs> have at it, buddy. <laughs> we have no idea
0: what this guy is doing. So this film was uh 1987. It it with a 15 to 18 million dollar budget, grossed about 98, almost 100 mil. Yeah, winner. It had a franchise, and it even had a. Aliens versus Predator, which is kind of like the Jason versus Freddy vibe. So yep. it had it, like they they tried. I mean, total sci-fi where sci-fi blends with horror very well, right? Because it's, totally. it's just this element that we don't know anything about, so let's make it as scary as possible. So here we are. Um, instead of being in Antarctica, we are in the depths of the jungle. We're and, in Central America. Yeah, Puerto Vallarta is actually where it was filmed. Ooh. Uh, so, so, I so I read and during the shooting of this, they, um, went through, I don't know, 10 gallons of cocoa butter easily had diarrhea,
1: not from the cocoa butter, but yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess let's, let's, those are two things, uh, two different things. Uh, they worked out a lot. There was testosterone everywhere. Uh, there was competition and jokes. And I think Arnold was trying to get married during the filming of this movie to, uh, wow. Maria Shriver. Uh, so, <laughs> so many things were happening in 1987 and you're just coming off commando for Arnold. Uh, Yo,
1: yeah. He was like about to hit, he was about to hit the, you're on apex mountains
0: for a lot of people here. For like, sure. it's just like, holy crap. How did we get all these guys? And what could have been like a super, like you, you might allude to it later, a joke of a movie turned into this action packed blast of a horror sci-fi movie that it was just like a genre that in 1987, it just was like,
1: holy crap, this is fucking amazing. Well, we, we've got massive names on this. Like you said, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming off of Commando right before doing Terminator, um, you know, becoming a massive action star. Jesse the Body Ventura
0: for his WWE days. Oh, I'm sorry, WWF. Sorry,
1: WWF at the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he was quite wrestling still at that point. He was doing more of the announcing with um, Gorilla Monsoon, but yeah. still, like still a pivotal wrestler of the time. Yeah, he great on the mic. Just that—that that was his style. Um, we got Shane Black, who is. It, it, you know, lethal himself weapon. The, of Lethal Weapon fame. Uh, John as, McTiernan, as the
0: director who did all the diehards. I mean, this movie, Carl Weathers from Rocky, you yep. know, like, good God. And I think Action Jackson, was that like probably a little bit after this? Right after, yeah. Yeah, right after. And then you got the uh, Sonny Landon, who was just at the time this very like, well known for a he was in
1: everything. Yeah, he just had like he had a a spot on tons of movies and television shows. He was kind of everywhere and just looking at the guy like I wouldn't fuck with him. Like no, he, the,
0: fun he's like fact, the- <laughs> he had a bodyguard hired by the production company to protect him from getting into fights on set. Like that's what he's known for. Like in real life fucking your day up like just he doesn't give a fuck sorry for all the swear words but jesus this guy was a badass Pure if you're afraid badass. of
1: swearing then don't watch this film
0: yeah sh- <laughs> and if you haven't seen it go fuck yourself <laughs> exactly we're, we're gonna have some spoilers we're gonna spoil it yes so be, be ready uh do you want to sh- go on to the synopsis
1: what, what do you got yeah so uh we've got uh this elite squad not the special victims unit um who are entering central america they are on a they're hired by i guess the cia um to yeah. go in and extract some hostages that are being held by guerrillas. yeah out very in the important jungle, people yeah um vips and they go into the jungle they realize quickly after um uh getting into the gorilla camp that they had been sort of set up um not as an ambush or anything but they were there under false pretenses yep they were there for for uh, for a different purpose um because of dylan played by carl weathers kind of like dupes them and he ends up being kind of the schmuck of the whole yes. film 100 degree. he he dies he dies honorably Yes, but he's a schmuck. The whole film. He's yes. the Franklin. He's a, we'll call it now our Franklin Award. The wet blanket. Wet blanket. He's he's giving up their spots. He's sliding all over the leaves. Um, you Guy know, has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. He's he's literally pushing too many pencils. Yeah, it's like yeah, Arnold says that, but it's like putting me as the center in the Harlem Globetrotters. Like I'm gonna fuck it up, and that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's this is he's not the guy. <laughs> he he he's got the look, he's got the vibe, and he's worked with Arnold before, which is how they know each other. Yeah, but he's a little out of the game. He's been pushing too many pencils. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they 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 realize quickly that they were. Uh, they're under false pretenses, and now they are being hunted by something inhuman that they cannot see, and
0: the rest. It, yeah, it, yeah here it, we go. It,
1: it's terrorizing them. It's picking them off one by one. Who you know? Who will make it out? Yeah. Who it, will it, get to the chopper? Yeah,
0: yes, that will be a a constant theme. Get to the chopper. <laughs>
1: That was horrible. Anyway. Um, we can edit that one out. Yeah. No, nah, it's cool. Right, I'm really cool. not going to edit that one out.
0: <laughs> no, no. I hope you have that as our opening, like, before the movie. Your be- version of before. No, no, the no not mine. You got to get Arnold. Get, get to the chopper. That was better. That was a little better. All okay. right. So, uh, go ahead and put that in the front. I don't know. We're gonna do some
1: terrible impressions yes. tonight. I'm sure. How can you do an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie without doing impressions of him? Right. You kind of yeah. have to. Uh, you're not gonna like talk. You're not gonna do his voice as some like schmucky guy. Go <laughs> well, to the chopper. An- another <laughs> another great trivia is that uh, of the guys that
0: were in this movie, one became governor, or two were governor. Yeah. Jesse the Body for Minnesota and, and uh, Arnold for California. So this movie actually produced not only Die Hard movies, Lethal Weapon movies, Arnold's career. Carl Weathers already had a career, but just this like is cementing it. And you got two governors that came out of this fucking movie.
1: Yeah, I mean- did, Go did, figure. Did this sort of like birth this- Genre like did this really like solidify action films like from here on out right did did this did this really m- m- make
0: this genre well it definitely created Expendables like putting all these big ass names Fast and the Furious like these totally. types of movies everyone you know b- go look back in 1987 is probably what the er, ni- late nineties early two thousands I mean I don't know what happened in the you know early nineties like. <laughs> Not much of this. You were too
1: far out, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was 10. I was probably watching, like, I don't know, Space Jam and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, no, let's get to opening scene, which we kid because it's step for step, the thing. The thing. Just instead of Antarctica, we're in the jungle.
1: So you got,
0: you're up in space, the stars.
1: And, and then, then this spaceship comes, massive by. spaceship, and then it sort of like uh, it 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 throws a, a screen route out to to, uh, to Earth, yep. which is like this one pod, which is is the predator. Yep. Now, again, this there could be multiple predators on there. We don't know that. Right. Right. But we know that one at least lands in the jungle from this, and we we're, we're we're a little bit. Confused probably about why it's there, what its mission is on Earth. Um, But I'm I'm still confused. So it's yeah, it's still confusing. Uh, I don't think you
0: ever get those answers really as you watch this movie. He's just there. Definitely not in this. I mean, maybe
1: in one of the sequels they try to like one of the many franchises that they do. But anyway,
0: yeah, in this movie you kind of have no idea other than he's there to kill you. That's about it.
1: And the thing, like we know that, or we believe that, you know, that spaceship's been there for you know thousands of years. We don't know how long this spaceship's been there, other than when Anna tells, you know, um, Anna, who is one of the ho- is a hostage in the film that the the guys kind of take, um, that she says that there's been this history or at least an urban legend of these men showing up skinned, uh, skinned, you know, every summer sure. or something for however many years. So we don't know how long the the predator's been there. But again. Um, if your mission is just to go there and have fun um i'm kind of not getting the vibe that you're having a lot of fun because we're not seeing bodies everywhere we're not seeing you moving on there's still lots of gorillas and people there so
0: yeah right kind of seems like they're not bothered by it us dumb humans like a teenage boy worried.
1: during a, a, a baywatch marathon i i expected there to be more tissues laying around so to speak <laughs> Right. Nope. Nope.
0: Nope. Very little bodies, I guess. Yes. Uh, So, yes, you know, step for step spaceship. And then there's this helicopter scene going over the ocean, uh, landing. And instead of trying to kill a dog, they just land. And then one by
1: one, the elite crew comes out of these heli- two helicopters and they're they're kind of like the bad news bears to start right yeah. like they don't look like a squad it looks like you know when you watch uh major league for the first time oh, or yeah. something and it's oh, like yeah. okay well you've got jesse ventura who's got like rattleskin boots and like an mtv t-shirt yeah you've got arnold schwarzenegger who looks like a, a retired. model yeah or like a miami police detective yeah. or something he's got the sweet aviators the cigar. cigar. That's the big one, the cigar. The
0: cigar, and uh, he's got the nice uh, 5 o'clock shadow. Just The red amazing. polo.
1: Yes. Which is...
0: Uh, All he needed <laughs> was to pop that collar. He would have been like 1987, like
1: to a T. And speaking of pops, when <laughs> Dylan and Dutch, so Dutch played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dylan played by Carl Weathers, they had worked together at some point. Not 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 like Like on a mission or something. Yeah, not like carl's Jr. or something. Like they they work together, um, you know, they were on a a team together or something. And of course Arnold sees him and you're understanding how they got to know each other and he says, Dylan, you son of a bitch (laughs) and they do this handshake that I'm sure you've seen the meme a million times of those two, uh, bulging biceps uh, locked in like an arm wrestling kind of position, where the 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 pop on this handshake yeah. <laughs> nearly blew my speakers. Yeah, and,
0: <laughs> and and for me as 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 a viewer, just getting a man boner. Sorry, it, it happened. <laughs> it was Even like. Just- I'm just like whoa. You can just call this- it a boner, Jay. It's
1: okay. No, it was a man boner. I was
0: looking at two really strong men, and I was like, "Whoa, that's." I'm. I I'm, think the force. I'm impressed.
1: Yeah, the for The force of this handshake probably caused some sort of like base frequency waves that just like you know it was either you got a boner or you took a dump. Like one of those things was going to happen during the scene, but uh, I just I went the other way.
0: The, the Testosterone <laughs> was flying.
1: <laughs> um. But let's talk about that real quick is that, uh, speaking of, of the My poop. My boner? No. Jesus Christ. Let's get off of that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's Stop. what she said. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs>
1: no, but the, the poop because the we poop. we had lots of poop in this in the filming of this movie because we're in the jungle and I think. The w- elements, right? The, the elements Diaria. of this jungle probably really kind of pushed the the performance in this film yes. in in the right direction because we've got uh leeches, scorpions, snakes, uh bugs, 10 gallons worth of cocoa butter. You got to put cocoa butter on it to protect yourself from these bugs. Yes. Yeah, I want to see a mosquito Scorpion, try to penetrate snakes. a nice <laughs> Yeah, these
0: the, it was not an ideal situation to film this movie and uh, if you look at the IMDB or whatever notes you want to look at, it was a horrible. It was a horrible experience, but the product that came out of it is a masterpiece, so enjoy everybody.
1: Yeah, and 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 John McTiernan. We'll talk about this as we as we go through the film, but I, I think the reason that this movie was such a masterpiece in terms of the the cinematography was that um, the way we really felt like we were always encapsulated by the jungle. The use of of the colors of the jungle, the use of landscape. Like, you always felt like you were there. Super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. I felt like
0: I was sweating. I was, It was definitely uncomfortable. And, again, like, this movie lasted an hour and 47 minutes. And I think they only traveled, what, like, two miles?
1: Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a lot of ground. And my
0: reference to this was when Honey and I, you know, when uh, Honey and I struck the kids, the kids trying to get through the lawn. Yeah. Like, that's literally this movie with just a bunch of, like, Testosterone driven man. So the predators is the, the ant, right? Is that the <laughs> now what was trying to kill the ant? There was another bug, right? Another, oh, a beetle uh, or something. Was it? Yeah. Uh, it there like it was, there was another. I just remember the big oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, that's like Does the that best mean? scene, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I wish I had one of those. Too. <laughs> that's all. I, or the Lego. The Lego was cool. Anyway, I digress. Let's get to segment number two, the drop. What do you have for the drop? When shit gets real.
1: Um, I'm going to say when it's not obvious until you get further into the film, but I'll say the drop for me is when they're on the way to the gorilla camp and they first stop and they see that there are these skinned bodies hanging from the trees, like a couple of chorizos, you know, drying out. And the reason is... You, you kind of get the idea that maybe, okay, maybe this was the gorillas and this is a warning sign Yeah, like, people. wow, these guys are bad people, right? But these are like 40 feet up in a tree. Yes. So this does not seem like a human dragged them up there and hung them up. Yes. Something is more demonic here. And there was um, a
0: helicopter up there too, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So lo- lots of uh, kind of crazy stuff happening. Um, so... I'm going there. I think that that's where you're first like, okay, this isn't a normal circumstance. This isn't a couple hostages. This is uh, some really fucked up people doing really fucked up things, not just I'm holding someone hostage. So like to me, that's like when you're like, okay, they're going to be faced with something pretty pretty big here.
0: Right. So mine comes a lot later. We've already kind of experienced a predator, what he could do. Um, this is when... Billy, played by Sonny Landom. I cannot get his last name. Billy, who is kind of like the... The tracker of the group, like he he has like a sixth sense, right? Yeah, he's he's
1: he's a Native American. Yeah, and so maybe they typecast him a little bit, but they yeah. got him as the as, as the tracker in this yeah, film. It's, it's 1987.
0: It didn't age well, but you know, let's let's leave it there and it's fine, right? So 19 he's, 1987.
1: He's, he's got kind of a sixth sense. He, yes, he, in a weird way, where he kind of stops and just looking out, and then everyone kind of comes in like, "What's going on?"
0: And, and Dutch, played by Arnold, uh, just is like on every note of what Billy talks and says and what's happening because he knows he's been working with this guy and there was a moment where he pretty much gives himself up pretty much sacrifices himself to the predator and the fear in his eyes I mean guys have already been killed at this point like murdered by the predator so we've already noticed that but I'm like well I'm not dropping yet because it's when Billy gets scared yeah, That's when agreed. I'm like, that meat of a man is just terrified. beyond And and the way he's acting, you can see it in his eyes, they glaze over, and he is just completely like, I can't even go on anymore. I just want to die.
1: Yeah, because th- this guy has got no fear, and he's the guy that I think that even though he's not the leader. He's the most
0: badass of they, the group. They're
1: counting on him and his skill set because at one point, when when they're when they're trying to track where they need to go for this guerrilla camp, they they send they send Billy out and he's kind of walking around a little bit and he comes back and he's like. There were seven gorillas. They were all wearing khaki pants. One of them had a, a size eleven shoe. Uh, you know, like he Stretchers. has. He has all this. Yeah, he's got all this information from just seeing some tracks on the ground. So like you're like, okay, he's like their computer, right? Like, yes. If this was like Ocean's Eleven, he's like the computer guy who's like, I just hacked into the mainframe. He does that in the fucking jungle right. with, oh, with, yeah. his, good, with his with senses. Point. So like that's his his role, but also like. He, he, you could tell like he can hold his own. Yes, you know. So he's he's a double threat. Really, he's not the he's not the nerd, no. um, but he's got that nerd sensibility. <laughs>
0: yeah. So to me, that's when I was like, well, when he gets scared, I'm scared, right? So and and, and it's well known. Dutch feels it. Everyone. Whoever's still alive at that point, I think it's like Dutch and and Chavez, like the or Pancho. Yep. Chavez is his real name. Poncho's yep. kind of like on his like last leg because he got hit by a tree. <laughs>
1: oh man, yeah, he got
0: <laughs> he got he Ooh. got it bad. Um, but that that was kind of the moment, and I think what he al- was also trying to do is sacrifice him to save Dutch. Yep. So,
1: um, one one thing I want to say about uh, Billy's character is that um the reason you kind of get scared is kind of the same reason I get scared. Um, He reminds me of my cat a little bit. You know, Sadie will be sitting there and all of a sudden like staring at a wall quiet. And you're like, okay, what's going on? You're looking (laughs) at her like, tell me what's happening. Is there a scorpion in the house? So you're telling (laughs) me
0: Sonny is like every animal in a horror movie. When, when they are sensing something's going to be wrong, you should be like, oh shit.
1: Yeah, because I'm like, is it's there... It's about to get real. Is Am I going to see a centipede right now? Yeah, Am I going to scream at the top of my lungs? What are you seeing? And then they just start throwing up, and you're like, okay, never mind. Oh, All
0: right. You just <laughs> ate a hairball. Yeah, exactly. All right. Segment number three, your favorite
1: death scene. What do you got? Oh, man. I, I guess it's like, it's kind of a mixed bag because, again, he's our Franklin. So I'm going with... Dylan, Dylan, great!
0: No, it, he was the most honorable death. You you mentioned it already. I, I I think he died honorably, and it was
1: actually the
0: coolest. Right?
1: They sh- so they shoot his arm off, which this this arm flying up in the air, <laughs> still, <laughs> severed from his body, still shooting a gun. still shooting a gun. And this thing is like, it, it's amazing how it's glistening and floating. They did such a good job with this, with this shot, but they, they blast his arm off and he's still like, you know, he's trying to shoot he's with like, his other yeah, arm. And, uh, yeah. Totally yelling. And it's like, totally, but he helped, he helps buy them some time. And I yeah. think he, he takes, he takes some bullets. And so yeah, dying honorably, even though he, he's kind of a schmuck earlier in the film. Um, but I think. When you see him go, you're you're kind of like, not that you're glad that he's dead, but you're glad that he was able to make up for the the wrong he's done. Yeah, yeah. In a way that, that leading these guys out there to be murdered,
0: pretty much. So it's like, it, you know, my Dylan, men are not expendable. Dylan, perfect death scene. You are our Franklin Award. Congratulations. So, Carl Weathers, you you, you did it again. Apollo Creed. All over again. So, my favorite death scene. It comes when they invade the gorilla camp, and it's the most epic scene in this whole entire movie. The best line that Arnold Schwarzenegger ever had in a movie is when this guy yells behind him and runs after him, and he throws a machete at the guy. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> throws a machete. He goes, "Stick around." <laughs> best line given and best scene ever stick around and he just throws the knife and he sticks him right to the pole
1: <laughs> best F scene ever man i don't know i thought you were gonna say the scene where he goes behind that jeep and he lifts it up from the back and sends the jeep like flying into that like guard tower or whatever um because that scene reminded me of one of my favorite Arnold films, Twins, when he tries <laughs> to stop the car alarm. Oh, now, yeah, lives. I'm going to take a quick moment to say that we started this podcast before the one we're doing right now. And I accidentally forgot to hit record. So we actually recorded half of this podcast yeah. with us talking. And it probably was much better than the one we're doing right now. But we did mention Twins a few times, so I want to make sure I... I uh, you wiggle. had to get it I got to wiggle in. it back in here, that Twins...
0: Well, um stick around. <laughs> best. Best, yeah. best scene, I think, of all time. All right. So, number four. Well, that was dumb. I got a couple. Let me just... I only Please. got three. I, I know there's more, but my notes were... were I, I was too involved with the movie, and I don't want to bash it too much. Uh, and th- these are stupid anyway. Um, when they land from the helicopters and they start driving these Jeeps through the water... Why? Just drive around. Like, what was, (laughs) you're really wrecking those chassis, man. Like, that just, that was dumb. The next was just while they're in the gorilla camp, they take a hostage. Why? Just leave her.
1: I I think they only took
0: her. Dylan wanted to because Dylan's a wet blanket. Arnold didn't want anything to do with it.
1: I think I feel like the writers probably just needed some woman some in the film yeah because they're like all right we we've we've built up enough of the cocoa butter we need you know we need some something else in here for the yeah. for the male audience <laughs> but no, nah, not even she wasn't even for that I well don't there's think. no there's no romance like re- that's a difference so like when we're talking about an action film or a horror film is yeah, like there's no romance. there's no romance in this whatsoever like not even with the you think like maybe there's gonna be some something with the with a hostage. You know, Dutch Falls and whatever, but no, there's no no romantic element in this film. They just kind of have her there for well, for she, no reason. She's the one that kind of creates the story.
0: Yada, yada. If they just said, "All right, screw this, we're getting to the chapa," and then they, and, they, <laughs> and then and then just get the hell out of there. This with her, it just seems like it took ten days to go two miles. You know what? Because because she just wanted to escape every time. Just let her go. Yeah, she's like running. The jungle different- will kill her. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, the next was just Blaine's obnoxious Gatling gun that he brings to the jungle. Come on, man. Old Painless. Oh, man. That's just, like, excessive.
1: Like Agreed. For for what they're calling, like, an extremely stealthy group of dudes. Like, if they're an extraction team, that's not a way to extract something. No. That's like saying, I got to pull a tooth. I brought a jackhammer with me. Like, that's... Yes. <laughs> just dumb
0: I, I I don't know that's the that's what I got we, we what do you stick stick to your top three here what do you got
1: um I think um, Hawkins dirty jokes because, All improvised right like they I, they were not in a script he just did like him. for a great writer, um, I, I think that it was out of place. Like I don't disagree with having that in there. Like sure, the jokes are are fine. Like there are a bunch of big vagina jokes. Like cool. Like put him in the movie, but it, it doesn't it doesn't develop his character at all. Right? Like because you're expecting like if he's the scumbag, does he do something later on in the film that? Gives up their position that, but he wasn't. What, what, like, there's nothing in there. Like, it just like you expect Sh- that. They're Hawkins re- played by Shane
0: Black. Just, I don't understand why he was in the movie. Like, I, like, or what like, was his benefit? Yeah,
1: like, or like maybe as he's dying, he's like, they're like, oh my god, Hawkins, are you okay? And he's like. How did he die? I don't even remember. He's such a non, yeah
0: non-sequential. S- like if his
1: final words were like, "My wife's vagina is big," and you're like, "Okay, maybe that, like that's a great way to end." <laughs> but like, there's no other reason for him to for them to like kind of build again. If it's ad libbing, cool. Like. But it does. It's just like so out of place. It doesn't make sense. Right. Like you expect that to come from Jesse Ventura's character because he's got some one-liners in this that are I very similar. I will not similar. repeat.
0: <laughs> that I will not.
1: He's re- a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Yes.
0: <laughs> I would love to say that once in my life. And. Love Life <laughs> in context. It would be so great.
1: Uh you could say it right now, Jay, and feel <laughs> feel free. <laughs>
0: Makes you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus or what I don't even know how yeah, he no, said that's right. I, I don't mean... even know how he delivers it, but it was just uh, just like me. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a great line. Uh, and he's talking about chewing tobacco, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this stuff will make you a goddamn <laughs> sexual Tyrannosaurus like me. <laughs> Kinda hicky, you know like. There's things in there deeper than an Alabama tick. <laughs> what was the other one? Hey man, you're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. Ain't my got time hole. to bleed. Jesse's got some good ones.
1: That so that's so my my other dumb moment, and I get it, but I gotta call it out for dumb because we talked about the guns, is that they like you know, like a fucking chipmunk like steps on a leaf in the back and they all turn around and they're blasting into the forest and aimlessly yeah for like six minutes like the gatling gun they've got Oh, all this is after guns. blaine just gets
0: his guts blown out of his no chest. no this
1: is before that i think oh okay because they're 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 just shooting into the jungle and so finally they they're stop done shooting. they stop shooting and we don't see anything like there's no dead bodies Um, We see a little bit of that um, secret of the ooze that is the predator's blood, which, little fun fact, was made from um, a combination of Mountain Dew, the innards of a glow stick, and KY Jelly, which I believe is probably a cocktail somewhere in the South, but I don't know for sure. So Anna, what she did was she put it onto her hands, spread it on her pants,
0: came back to America, went to New York to get tested, and uh, Ninja Turtles were created. It's the way it happened. The secret of the ooze. It wasn't a TGI so there, TGI. I'm just
1: jumping to my alternate ending. So, <laughs> what I will say about this whole scene is like the deforestation piece of this is is pretty eminent. But I will say that I do love the idea of if they finished that whole shooting scene and then it just was like a commercial for Brawny paper towels or something, <laughs> and they could say like, "If it bleeds, we can kill it, Brawny." <laughs> Like, I just, I think that, uh, I, I'm, I got vibes from that, uh, yes. watching that whole scene, but I think, yeah, the, the stealth mission and them like, just like not being stealth at like, all, <laughs> like scared teenagers <laughs> yes, just shooting, shooting in, into nowhere, um, felt like a dumb move to me. It didn't, yeah. didn't you call really to their credentials. You really exposed yourself there, you know, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> here we are. Is that, that's what you got? Uh, yeah, I think, um. That, yeah, that covers all of my. D- I think there's not a lot of dumb stuff. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's like little bits and pieces that we. Yeah, can like, you can nitpick all you sense. want. But this doesn't make sense. Um, I just like I like where we landed. And we're gonna just stupid
0: funny things, and let's get to segment number five. What would you do now in this situation? Um, work out. I think I think I have to hit the gym. My dad bod would not get through that one one day with those guys. Yep. I'd be ridiculed.
1: Yeah, you're uh, like I, I I should have renewed my membership at Curves because I <laughs> I can't cut it with these dudes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh what else? What would you do? All right, I have a gun. Somebody's predator. I can't see them. Uh I don't know, man. I just just get to the chopper.
1: Yeah, exactly. Get <laughs> get the get there as fast as you fucking can. And I to me I leave Dylan behind because he's he wants the hostage with him. He sets them up like I'm just going to like go and leave him. And that's behind. what they
0: tried to do, but the predator just kept fucking things up. Like they just he, they just the guys were getting like what the hell is going on here and you know, they just had a one track mind like you know what i mean so they or that they just needed to figure out what the hell was going on right yeah
1: my my, uh, really what i wrote is get get the fuck out of the jungle yes right that that's the goal workout in workout yeah
0: it was just a big i need to hit the gym like as i'm watching this whole movie yeah
1: like pilates isn't gonna cut it for this i gotta get billy blanks or something here yes
0: uh all right segment number six where we are we are just jamming through this man because we already did the pod. Because we already did the pod, <laughs> so now
1: we're just we're we're it's going through it. It's over. all
0: good. We're, we're going to deliver a nice short one for you. But anyway, segment number six, they ain't never going
1: to be right, the Sue Award. What do you got? Hard to say, because we don't really know. We don't know if Dutch or Anna live at the end. Mm-hmm. So I would say if they do survive, then Dutch and Anna are both going to take the cake there. Um, probably more so Anna, because Dutch is like... He he loses his whole team, but he seems like the kind of guy who'd be like, you know, those son of a bitches, and gets a new gets a new squad. Um, no, he finds his brother Danny DeVito and he'd <laughs> just make another fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which by the way. Um, We're getting into alternate endings left and right here. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I still think that they could have had Danny DeVito play Predator, just just saying, Um, which kind of is a funny point because, right, originally the Predator was cast as who is probably the one person missing from this film, even though he's kind of a prick, is Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: Are you sure we didn't talk about that in this podcast?
1: I don't remember if we <laughs> yeah. did, because we talked about it in the last one, so forgive us, but Jean-Claude Van Damme cast as the predator, predator and was fired, right? We Still, we don't know why he was fired or if he quit or what the circumstances were, but he was quickly recast. Too
0: small and an asshole, I think. I'll, I'll, I'll put it to that. Yeah. Um, so would, I'm sorry, who would you have?
1: Did you have Dutch and the hostage, Anna? Yeah, Dutch and Anna, I, I, I think if they live. Okay, um, great.
0: I, I had them written down, so I'm going to pivot here and go to General Phillips so that when Dutch does get back and sees General Phillips, who is the guy that pretty much explained the mission to them of why they were going out, he is the only guy that's still alive. Right. So when he goes face-to-face with him, that guy ain't never gonna be right. I think Dutch is gonna ha- is is just gonna fucking pound him into, sum-
1: into submission and, and and just beat his ass. So, or if no one lives, then he's like, I just sent all those men out into the jungle on a bullshit mission and they all died.
0: Yes, you have to live with that, General Phillips. Yeah, and fucker. if and if and if if Dutch is still alive, he's gonna kick your fucking ass because you are old as dirt. How old is that guy? A hundred? Jesus Christ! How, how is he a general still? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you got me. <laughs> that guy was old as, old as all hell. Anyway, uh, alternate ending. We already alluded to it a couple times in funny different ways. I, I didn't have anything written down, but uh, we got Arnold going back and meeting him up with his brother Danny DeVito and making another movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he just drops the name Dutch. We also have where Anna takes the ooze off her pants, goes to New York uh, just to go on vacation, see Times Square, and, and the... Uh, Who's drops into the sewer and boom, Ninja Turtles are
1: created. So I don't know what other alternate endings you got. Yeah, I think it's just um, the Dutch lives. He and Anna get together. They settle down somewhere upstate New York, maybe the Catskills. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful this time of year. I, yeah, I, I don't. I, it, it's it's a tough one because I think end of the film, you've got. Predator kind of does a similar thing to The Thing, which is, like, this kind of self-destruct sure. thing. Um, and then you're left with the same kind of ending, which is that you've got, you know, whether it's Kurt Russell, uh, you know, as Mac or or Dutch, um, kind of sitting there going, like, what's going to happen to them? Do they yeah. live? Do they die? Um, so I don't, I don't think there's a lot you can do with it after other than, like, the chopper finally comes down, saves Dutch, and we you know we go into like maybe predator 2 starts there
0: all right got another pivot here of a of a movie that happened around the same time uh the predator explodes the bomb but he doesn't die he 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 it's kind of like a a trick and then he somehow gets out of Puerto Vallarta or the jungle in central america gets his way up to washington state and becomes harry and henderson's true story <laughs> it is it is is the it, what's it what's the actor that played uh kevin hall kevin hall pierce
1: maybe something like that sorry we we're ill prepared on well- that
0: Anyway, he the predator is the same guy that played Harry in the Harry and the Henderson. So that's that's where I'm going with this. So the predator says, "You know what? I, I, I'm sick of killing people. I just want <laughs> I just want to escape to Washington, be a beatnik, and just hide from people." Kevin Peter Hall. Kevin Peter Hall yep. played both the Predator
1: and Harry and Henderson. So that is he's my a tall, He's ending. a tall motherfucker, seven foot two. Yeah, seven so, foot two. Yep, much better than Jean Claude Van Damme. Five foot seven, or whatever. He I is. would like to see uh, um, Ke- uh, Kevin Peter Hall fight Jean Claude Van Damme in the Kumite and Bloodsport. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Instead of uh, what, what was the dude from uh, Nerds? Oh, um, oh, what? Oh, what's his character in that? I want to um, say like, Lurch,
0: but that's that's Adam's family. Uh, he, booger, Bo- no, not oh. booger. Uh,
1: Whatever. Anyway, we, <laughs> we, it doesn't matter. It doesn't
0: matter. It's that guy. Um
1: Harley Davidson dude.
0: Yes. So, let's get right into soundtrack, man. Um you wow. you have some great facts here, so let's, let's Do I? I don't I, know that I do.
1: Well, the fact that the guy that did it did what? All right, so um I didn't pay, I didn't pay attention to who who did the score until I Fill, fully watch the movie through and i now, was like okay
0: before you got to that point were you like okay this was pretty fucking good right the music was excellent it was perfect like it was it it fit the film so well and it built the tension it
1: did every horror movie element you ever want right yeah to me it had this it had this um build up of tension. of tension it had uh, great strings and um it just to me it felt like kind of like star wars in a way like yes. it kind of had that like imperial march kind of vibe to it which is great so then super 80s so i i i finished the film like all right who did this fucking who did score? yeah who it is a, this, excellent who is this genius so alan silvestri of who's that back to the future fame. what so like what a, i mean the score from back to the future is so epic epic like yep. this is to me it's same it's, dude it's it's just as epic it's just in a different like it It sings more to this film like it's not as spacey and um you know kind whimsical. of whimsical whimsical like, as, as like, back, like back, back, to back to the, to the future, future or star wars but or, the same same kind of vibe to it and there's a couple scenes in the film and again it plays off really well with again the the cinematography, the way that the scenes are all shot in the jungle, um, the, the use of landscape, the hunting. Yep. There's parts where the music, it kind of gets this underwater vibe to it where yeah. it, it's almost like a deafening silence where you kind of feel like your ears are plugged, but there's a the music still in there and they're looking around and there's, there's all this tension happening. Yes, And it's such a perfect way to kind of yeah. incorporate that music. This is how music should fit in a film yes. and drive it without needing any bells Flash. and whistles. Yeah, it just yeah. does it but the the kind of standout track again is very similar to the thing right we've got mostly score but we've got one one song in there epic one yeah. epic one epic like soundtrack kind of yep. soul song um, we had superstition yep um in the thing and in this film we've got long tall sally yep um and by it, little it, richard by little richard and it's great it's on the chopper scene yep they've got a boombox you boom feel so
0: all right we're getting there, man. Like they're they're getting pumped up. It's like a locker room scene of a sport, like a sports game. Like they're getting the eye yeah. black on. They're getting all. It, all, it remind, all ready. like there's
1: one other scene that I can think of that kind of reminds me of this. Is like that's not like a montage scene because like '80s was a lot about the montage with that music in the background. So without being a montage scene, but something that is like it pumps you up with the way that the song kind yes. of drives it is from Short Circuit Two after they. They, <laughs> wow. they they they, Segway city. Yeah, they 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 bust up Johnny Five and then Johnny Five puts himself back together and is like on the back of that truck and it's playing Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero and yes. it's just like it's like what a brilliant scene that was and that's what like this this was. kind of reminds me yeah. of it's like it's this great song in the background it's something you probably heard a million times maybe you don't know what it's called or who it's by but you know you know this song. And it's kind of weird that they're listening to it on a boombox when they've got these massive headsets on because yeah. they're in an airplane or they're in a helicopter. a helicopter. Um but they're jamming out to this this song, and we get to hear it later. Um I'm trying to remember who someone says one of the lines from it. It might be Jesse Ventura's character. Okay. Says says one of the lines from the song during one of the the scenes in the in the movie after. So it like it has two parts in it. Um so I wonder like was that an ad lib, or, you know, did they did they purposely put the song? Yeah, in, right. You know, like, how did they pick that song? Yeah, it's I, an interesting one, but it, it works
0: well. Works awesome. Like I said, it, it is one of those locker room pump up scenes. You're you're on the helicopter going into the jungle, and then what I always remembered about that it's such an uplifting song. The movie's just getting started. You got the character development. You're like, all right, I'm in a good place. This is going to be a good movie. And then as soon as they get to their drop spot, that red light goes on, eh, eh, eh. then they shut off the music. Music's and off. then it just gets super like, oh, fuck, like they're going into the fucking jungle and who knows what's going to happen. And then that's when all the, you know, the, the drums of the of the scorecard start beating in and they land and you're just like, oh. We're in the deep here, so yeah, it was, yep. I loved that The whole transition of that scene, it was it was done very well, and you were getting super hyped, and then it just like your heart sunk.
1: Yeah, because the the whole time in the film, like you're 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 getting the the buddy dynamic, a hundred percent, and then it's
0: a, it's a buddy feel good movie until that and and and, and then you're just like, uh, it, that could have been a drop too, literally, they like dropped out of a. Oh, that, totally. It was that could have been a drop there. You're just like, here, shit's about to get real. They're going into the jungle and the helicopters are like pretty much saying, "We're out of here, man. You're on your own."
1: Yeah, it's like, kind of like it's kind of like the mullet like it's they've got uh you know, party in the back and then business in the front. Like when yeah. when it stops, like they're all business. Yes. Like they're no longer friends talking about big vaginas. Like yes. they are now this it's big as a house. Killing squad. <laughs> yep. It's big as a house. All right, so what do you rate them with the soundtrack? Um, I think it's a ten. I mean 10? to me it's a ten. You I do not I don't I don't think that you could incorporate music better into film or this film um, any other way. I mean like if you did it modern day, sure you could probably throw in like uh Ba with the Ba from Kid Rock or something in there to really amp you up and set yeah, a long right. tall Sally, but ultimately like the at the time in 1987 it's it's pretty brilliant yeah
0: i had it around a 9 until you told me the guy who did it how he was linked to back to the future yeah that uh, absolutely catapulted to a 10 i enjoyed the way that it was played throughout the movie they created attention the, the elements you, you, you get sucked in great soundtrack one song perfect so yeah 10 out of 10 so here we are at the 48 minute mark we got through all the segments we got through the movie this is our second podcast tonight first one recorded uh i joke i joke but hey season one is over we got 15 episodes in the bank hey all you listeners go back go back to episode one texas chainsaw massacre we did a lot of great movies the thing we just did the predator what we, else we got in there? We got
1: American Psycho. We did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Hills Have Eyes. The Ring. Friday the Thirteenth. Candyman. What else? Um, Sleepaway Camp. Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we got a great collection. Terrifier. <laughs> yeah.
0: Terrifier. Great, great. Hey, Halloween's coming. It is October. If anyone, that is the best Halloween movie we've done so far. We are going to do another one in season two. Yes. So stay stay tuned for that. We're going to take a little bit of a break, kind of collect our thoughts here. We're probably going to drop off a couple segments. I got a couple good ones to add. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to workshop a name here, but it's off. It's kind of like a hot take. Like in sports, you got hot takes, right? We're going to call it Flesh Take, right?
1: That sounds like a porno theme, but. Flesh Take. No, no, no,
0: no. (laughs) hang we can still call it hot hot takes for all I care but (laughs) we're gonna workshop how that's gonna be put into this maybe we're gonna lose what would you do and maybe put in uh, the hot take or the flesh take of this movie yeah like uh, hey hot take you know don't go you know butcher knives like we're on sale or like sure it sold out like, you know, like, or, or, or the, the screen mask, like that is a hot take. Like that thing was the number one costume, you know, like yeah. we're going to pick an element of the movie and be like that, that right there is a hot take. And I think it's just going to live on for, for history. Right. Sure. So I think all these movies have some kind of element of that, especially in season two, we're going to dive into that. If there's any other segments that you have, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll talk it in, but yeah. we're going to change the format a little bit, probably cut back to two episodes a month. Try to do it every other week. Uh, we you know, We're getting to be having busy lives, so it's trying to do an episode every week is kind of hard for us, but uh, we'll try to pump them out as best we can. We'll get
1: through another 15 and end season two there, and we'll keep rolling them out. Yeah, we we started this, uh, I think, at uh, dinner one night. We talked about this, and uh, here we are 15 episodes later, so um, I'll just say um, uh, props to us for uh, kind of... uh, Taking our miniature dream and bringing it to uh, reality and sticking with it. And yeah. I had a, um, lot a lot of fun. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Can't
0: wait. It's a good excuse to get together with a, with, with a friend of mine and, and just talk horror movies. You know, like uh, we could talk about anything, but the idea was again, horror movies. Tons of genres out there for podcasts. Go ahead, check those out. They're probably just analyzing movies or whatever. We try to do that through our segments, but we're trying not to depict the whole movie. We're just here to talk about a couple elements, follow some segments,
1: and move on. Yeah, like, we, we we we're not here to teach you anything necessarily. No, like, no, we've got questions probably just like you. We just want to we want to we want to say we, you're we, not alone. <laughs> we
0: pull out a couple fun facts that are all over the internet, so we're not like insiders or yeah, we any bullshit um, we're just kind of like uh we're finding the information for you and we're trying to tell you to go watch it again go for it it's fun yeah th- this uh in general was a great watch yes um do you think that predator pr- I, i'll watch at least two times a year for the rest of yeah. my life so that it's you know it's just a movie uh, even this is one of those movies that i don't care what part it's in and by the way listeners today is october 5th i don't know when this is going to drop but Sci-Fi Channel, if you got it, this movie is on, like, all month long. So go ahead and check it out.
1: Uh, it's also, uh, if you have Amazon. Amazon Prime. It's on there. You. So uh, e- easy easy to easy find. Easy access. It. Yep. And I'm not talking about overalls. <laughs> so, well, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, think we can safely yeah man we we could talk about this movie forever and who knows maybe we will like i gotta go put some cocoa butter on right now man (laughs) you know like i'm ready to work out and get and get buff dude uh we might have to do like a real pop handshake before before we go you want to try it right now i think my arm will no no let's
0: try it right now hold on
1: okay move closer how are we gonna get this on the mics uh we're not (laughs) are you ready yep
0: That was pretty good. (laughs) Ah, Look at these muscles. Oh, yeah. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Peace out. Peace.